Will you be the one to witness the birth of the incredible Nintendo Entertainment System? The one to play with Rob, the extraordinary video robot, batteries not included. He helps you tackle even the toughest challenge. Will you be the first to raise the incredibly accurate Zapper and play games like Duck Hunt or action-packed Hogan's Alley and high-flying Kung Fu, each sold separately? Will you be the one to experience the Nintendo Entertainment System? Comes with Rob, Zapper, Control Deck, two controllers, Gyromite, and Duck Hunt. I'm Justin. And I'm Blake. And this is the How Do You Figure podcast. Blake, who is our guest this week? We have, from the Hit Points podcast and Mass Effect Adventum, a good friend of mine who I always enjoy chatting with, Matt Acevedo. Yeah! Nailed it. First that try. Was, that was flawless, man. Yes. Wow, look how far we've come. And now it's Amazing. recorded, so every time we have to introduce him again, we can just copy and paste that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, that's okay. I'm cool with that. No, no. It's better to pronounce names correctly. <laughs> but I like the joke. Well, I'm excited to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for doing it. Now, Thanks our main coming. topic this week is going to be Nintendo Amiibos. But first, did you buy any toys this week? I did. I There's two things I bought. Um, I guess one is considered an accessory. Um, so the first thing I bought is I, I caved and I've, I've been playing my Switch on the go a lot. And I thought it was time to upgrade to a better grip. So I purchased the Satisfy Joy-Con or uh, Nintendo Switch grip that feels really, really nice. It's got to like, give you a little more extension on your palms. It, like it, It's easier to play out if you want to use the D-pad. So I, I got that. I think it's fantastic. I highly recommend it if you play on the go a lot. Is that the one that shapes it like almost an Xbox 360 controller? Yeah, like it like kind of goes goes out a little bit. Oh, like I really kind of want to get that one. I, I you can feel it. I have it in my backpack. I will probably do that later. <laughs> Sweet, amazing. Yeah, so I got that, and then I also um I also picked up uh, at GameStop. Um, there was like like a bunch of Animal Crossing amiibo that were super cheap. So I got Mr. Rossetti uh, and the there's like the three pack with um uh, the oh my gosh the alpacas uh um. Whose names I'm blanking on? I don't know Animal Crossing as well as I should. It's okay. <laughs> I, I just got like a bunch of like those amiibo because they're pretty cheap, and with the game coming out, um, it made sense. Well, and those are interesting, and we'll get more into that too. The Animal Crossing amiibo wave was this weird switch in amiibo history when they were impossible to find. Yeah, and then for Animal Crossing, the 3DS one, I think when they did that first wave, were just everywhere. Yeah. And it was all these these it, they, and they kicked off with like deep cut Animal Crossing characters that just sat on the shelf. And, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and there's still ones that I would think sit on the shelf. You know, like like it's like oh here's Tom the cat or you know or whatever. And yeah, it's like who who's that? <laughs> what is, what know? is this? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm into it. They look good. They're so. all great. Yeah. They yeah. only get better with time. <laughs> Yeah, man. Blake, did you get any toys this week? I uh, just bought one last night that I had been eyeing for a while. It was the Marvel Legends Scorpion figure, the like classic-looking oh, yes. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I never had seen it in stores, and so I had been looking at Amazon as I do. And it finally had hit $20, and I had had just enough whiskey last night to go, screw it. Wow, that's great. <laughs> so, you know, that's that should be showing price. up. Oh, it's, a, it's regular retail price, yeah. so I'm not mad about it. Uh, I'm glad I did it because I do get tired of just opening up Amazon and being like, I know I have $20 in my wallet. Not buying this toy isn't what's going to make me do a down payment on a house. Yeah. <laughs> just get the figure. I like that figure a lot. I like that that wave. Did you also get the uh, Hydro Man? No. That I mean, was the, like the far from home almost wave. Yeah. I don't think I got – I got the Mysterio from that wave. Oh, that's great. Yeah. The, oh, the movie Mysterio? Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, that's cool. The comic book one just went away and then skyrocketed on Amazon and eBay. And what's the what's the Mysterio one from the movie look like? Is it just him like like uh, when he shows up after revealing like he's, so he's the bubble kind of, but it's like half bubble and like a it's like a suit. full it's the full bubble and the full suit when he's flying around. Oh, sweet, sweet, sweet. Um, and it kind of looks cloudy inside. It's a great figure. And I know I Justin often would prefer the comic to the movie one, and as would I. But I do like the Mysterio one a lot. But I love the classic Scorpion because he's one that I feel like when they make in the movie, he'll be real tech based. Yeah, and I like him when he just looks smooth with the big tail. Yeah, like this is just who, my body. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like it's that weird thing that the MCU does, and I love those movies. But I'm like every character looks like a tank. Yeah, they're all stark tech, big, bulky, cool looking guys, but. Let's get a little comic booky sometimes. And we already got the comic vulture I saw. 
I did. That was the one I bought before that, which is also where I was like, I just got to pick up all the comic book villains. I've got the classic Doc Ock, the classic Vulture, him. I might as well do the entire Sinister Six. That yeah. classic Doc Ock is just so retro. One of the <laughs> so... best Marvel Legends figures they've yeah. done. He's big. There's weight. These long tentacles. It, that one was just the best. Yeah. Another character that I just want to look like that when they do him in the movie now. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Justin, did you buy any toys this week? I uh, did, as per usual. I bought a WWE toy. Great. I bought a, another Chase figure, the uh, Jim the Anvil Nightheart Walmart exclusive. Um, I really, I wasn't even out looking for him. I've been out looking for a different WWE exclusive, the Cassius Ono uh, Target exclusive. And I thought, oh, I'll just stop at Walmart anyway. And uh, they had just pulled the pallets out. And there were three cases of the WWE Elite on a pallet. I bust them all open, grabbed the anvil out of one of them, and left the other two anvils. And I was happy that I was able to post on the Wrestling Figs forum that there were two more anvils at that Walmart, and guys on the forum were able to make it over there Great. and get those anvils. So I know all of the Chase figures went to collectors. You're a um, hero. I love people who do that. I love people who do that. Thank so. Thank you for your service. You're welcome. Justin felt, is truly the good. Robin Hood of yeah. California toy collecting. Because most of the time, I steal the toys from the stores, the right, corpor- right. corporations who yeah. are very rich. Yeah. He's really uh, the Bernie Sanders of toy collecting. He's going to get back the one percent and break right. up the trucks. Uh, but then, unfortunately, I missed out the next day on getting the Cassius Ono. Uh, it was at, I, this is not like me. This is very unlike me. I, 99 times out of a hundred, if I'm in a target or a Walmart, I will go to the toy section. Yesterday I was in target in Burbank picking up some snacks to bring to a pay-per-view party that we were having. And I was running a little bit late. I was running like five minutes late. We were a bunch of us were getting together to watch the AEW wrestling pay-per-view running a little late. So I decided not to go back to the toy section. I went on the wrestling figs board today and saw someone posted that yesterday afternoon, that target had the cash is Oh, and wow. I missed him by not Walking a few feet back to the toy section. Look, routines are... We got to keep routines, man. The day you don't do a routine is when something abnormal happens. Exactly. I I had just been at that Target looking for them the day before, and they didn't have it. So I figured, yeah. well, they didn't have them yesterday. I haven't seen anybody post about this on the board. Dang. I'm not going to walk back there. The height of irony of this whole thing, though, other than me for once in my life not checking the toy section... The main reason I didn't go back there and check the toy section is because I was running late to meet Bill Makia, who made that figure. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't, Bill from Mattel, I didn't want to keep him (laughs) waiting. He was coming over to watch the pay-per-view, so I missed out on buying his figure because I was late to meet him. That is really the... Telling your creative friend you either just didn't see their movie or you didn't like it, which is worse. <laughs> oh, Bill Bill knows how much I want this Cassius Ono figure. He, he he does not know that I missed it. I found this out after Bill left last night. Does he night. listen to the show? I know he's I, been I, on it. I, yeah, he listens, he's a listener. That so cat might be out of that know. bag then. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the ups and downs of my toy collecting this week. See, wow. I like that you're keeping the, like footing of it alive while I'm just over here scouring the internet for my toys. Yeah, well, you know, I, I love going to... For me, it's like Target's my go-to. I, lo- I also love Target, and I all I have a tradition I always go through. For me, it's the electronic section, because, you know, in the video game section, I usually have, like, discounted toys for, like, you know, per system and stuff, um, and I always find, like, sometimes you find some really good goodies over there that are really cheap and they look great, and so I mean, even for like with my girlfriend, like she's always like, oh, do we have to go? I'm like, yes, we have to go by the toy section. Like I can't break that routine, man. Like it's, it's, you never know. You never yeah. Know I mean. really fucked up and, uh, it could come back to haunt me. But after we wrap <clears throat> today, I'm going to go, uh, to four or five targets and, uh, 
He's See if Cassius Ono's out there somewhere. Yeah. There you go. That's I'm sure it. it'll come to you. And if it doesn't, there's always finding it off the truck. I mean, I've done... I can't complain because I've done extraordinarily well finding these figures. Right. I I read almost nothing but feedback on the boards about how no one can find these. They're not in the cases, blah, 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 blah. And I've now managed to get almost all of these exclusives by finding them in the stores. Except for that Pat Patterson, which... Right. Uh, we'll go down in history. Gifted. He really bought it for you so that we would have different things to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Every week was, this figure's missing, it's not there, and one of the people who had been on our show gifted it to Justin. It was like, no, oh. please, change your content. <laughs> but we only barely changed the content because we just moved on to the next WWE exclusive. I think that's what it is, though, right? <laughs> I mean, this is like, this is, in, until they stop this exclusive program, a big chunk of my life is spent out there trying to find <laughs> these figures. Well, that probably won't stop. Yeah. It's a the never-ending chase. Yes. yes. But that's part of the fun, right? Well, I tell you. You don't like, want to be like me it, and have boxes you forget you ordered show up. Is it as, <laughs> as annoyed as I've been at times not being able just to go online and purchase some of these figures... Man, did it feel great to open up that case and pull that Jim the Anvil Nightheart out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it was such a victory to find that figure. Did you see the latest Nintendo newsletter? Whoa, nice graphics. I'd like to get my hands on that game. You mean you haven't played it yet? We can play it on my Nintendo Entertainment System. It's the Legend of Zelda, and it's really rad. Those creatures from Ganon are pretty bad. Octorox Tech levers, too. But with your help, our hero pulls through. Yeah, go Link. Yeah, get Zelda. Awesome. Intense. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Your parents help you hook it up. The Legend of Zelda sold separately. Shall we... Why not? Talk some Amiibo? Yes, I am very interested in this because I'm a huge Nintendo fan, and I collect the Jack's Nintendo line, but I really have no idea about Amiibos. Well, I'm going to start off with a little bit of history and one silly bit of trivia, as Justin has now sent Amiibos twice. Nintendo has come out to correct all of us that the plural version of Amiibo is Amiibo. All right. Okay. I don't know why they felt the need to do that. I don't know why we're just playing whatever rules we want with grammar, but they do it with the game industry, so what's the difference? Huh. All Um, right. So, Justin, to give you a little bit of history on it, are you familiar with Skylanders, the Activision toy line, Toys to Life Spyro and Slightly. I remember uh, back before all the Toys R Us closed that there was, like, a big wall of them. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a super popular game in 2013. And before it was released on everything, uh, the companies Toys for Bob and Activision both reached out to Nintendo because Nintendo as I think we all probably know, is originally a toy company. Before they made games and before they made paper, they had their, like, Nintendo blocks, Lego ripoffs that are in Super Mario Land. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Approached Nintendo and was like, hey, you guys do wacky nonsense like balance boards and ring fit and what have you. Do you want to do these toys to life figures? We think it would match your audience. We think it would be a huge market. You have the right games for it. And Nintendo said no. And then they went and they made Skylanders becoming one of the most popular games of that year, arguably of that generation. So a year later, Nintendo announced shortly after Disney Infinity also was like, let's get in on this action. The Amiibo line. And that its first game it would work with was Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U and the 3DS. And they would just do waves of every character they had. And I was like, I was in a weird place when Nintendo, when Amiibo started up. Because I was always a huge gamer. As everybody knows on our show, I worked at GameStop for years. But at some point when I was in LA, I just kind of fell off of it. Mm. And then I suddenly refound myself as the Wii U was doing what I thought it did best, which was bring back Nintendo games that I loved, like Wind Waker HD, then Mario Kart 8 showed up, and then suddenly every indie title was coming out, and Smash Brothers, and I was just back in. Um, I remember being very confused when you were buying these. I remember you also being like, what are you doing with your life? What, like, I was confused at, like, what exactly they were, because I, like... 
I had the Super Smash Brothers game for the Wii U, and I thought like maybe you had to buy these to get the characters in the game, but you didn't. No, you scanned it in, and in Super Smash Brothers, it would create like a ghost fighter, right? That of that figure would essentially right. train. Yeah, yeah. And it's the it was great about them is that if you want to go, I think it's a great way to train, like to get you know. A little more professional because they exceed level nine. They they um if you keep playing with the same amiibo, it goes, it, it starts to recognize your patterns and start kind of like being this shadow that is, that that is like your perfect enemy that forces you to kind of think outside of the box and break habits. So gotcha. those amiibo are really good for training and stuff like that. Yeah, it was really baby's first Skynet. It was learning everything we did <laughs> yeah. and our patterns yeah. to destroy us. Because the figures themselves looked great. I just had yeah. a hard time wrapping my brain around how they interacted with the game. Well, so did the mainstream audience. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and I think that was kind of one of the big things that I didn't mind because to me, this was really the first time outside of the Jax figures and outside of, uh, this is a weird one to bring up, the Wendy's Happy Meal Mario figures from like the mid-thousands where you could get Nintendo collectibles and figures that were like awesome. Yeah. And Jax does really good Mario figures. They really do. They yeah. don't do anything else. Yeah. And this suddenly became a place... And they don't do many. Like, <laughs> right. right. It, they just re-release the same ones over and over and over again, and each year you get one new Koopa mm-hmm. kid. And a that's different it. hat for Mario. Yeah. It's yeah. the, you know... Literally. Lisa versus Malibu Stacy. Literally. They <laughs> or she's got a, a new Mario. hat. <laughs> Literally. They've been releasing Marios with new hats. Yeah, it, as soon as they made Mario Odyssey and Mario's whole thing was like, and now my hat can go on something else and it can be a new toy, Jax was like, great, we never have to work again. Yeah. Put we the hat on a Goomba. Mario, you know? <laughs> yeah. They got Goomba Mario. Guys, it's over. <laughs> now, if they started getting really great with it and would give me, like, Super Mario Land 2 Mario suits, oh, like when he's sweet. in the moon suit and in the submarine, then I'm in, Jax. Make as many Mario figures as you want. Until then... This was the only place to get Ganondorf, Pikachu, now Incineroar. And now that they're, like, crossing over, that Sonic amiibo was easily the best Sonic collectible thing in years. Yeah. And it just kind of became this place where all of the things I had ever wanted was finally there. Yeah. And they all cohesively looked really well together, which is what I also liked. It was that annoying thing about it where the more you had... The, the better, better it looked. looked. Yeah. <laughs> like exactly, man. And I never really for me, you know, I I I think like Skylanders and Disney Infinity and even I think Lego Dimensions did the kind of toy to game feature better. Um there you don't really get much in other games, you know, out of the amiibo. I think I think Smash is the most like kind of interactive you get. Otherwise it's like yeah. here's, a, here's an outfit or here's some loot in Zelda. Um here's a horse, you know. Right. Um but gotcha. the, but for me the appeal is the is that it's you're, they're, they're like 12 bucks per figure, which I think is a great price for the detail that you're getting. And they're like a great size. So for me, yeah. that was the appeal was just, oh, finally, some Amiibo that I can actually uh, – some toys I can actually afford that look great that are all characters that I love. Did you start right at the top with Super Smash Brothers? Man, so this is interesting. Like, we were just about to talk about this earlier. But I, for me, I didn't take the deep dive until later because when the um, Smash came out, I was uh, like – at the end of my college life, you know, and, and to me, I didn't have money. So I bought like a couple on the launch, yeah. but like, that's all I could afford. Cause I didn't have like a well-paying job and stuff like that. Um, so I missed it. I'm so unfortunate. Uh, Cause like you can find the smash amiibos, but it's the, the ones that are really expensive. That I wish I picked up when they were came out was the first Mario line, which is this uh, super Mario bros amiibo that were not that are separate from the smash ones and those like the luigi's like a hundred dollars now and like the the value like went up for those like significantly so i wish i got that i think it was for 3d land right or 3d it was with mario party was when it started because that's where the mario one was you couldn't buy it separate and you had to get mario party 10 yeah which was unfortunate because i love mario party and that mario party sucked it, it really was, did. It was the one where it wasn't competitive. All four of you got in a boat and went around. Yeah, it was awful. Terrible game. Yeah. But I love that Mario. Yeah. And those figures are fantastic. And I did a similar thing where I kind of skipped that wave. I ended up getting the Mario because it came with my Mario Party. I got the gold and silver ones because, like, friends bought it for me, which is great because yeah. those were the, like, 
that we can talk about the gold Mario Amiibo forever. I was yeah. in a car with Justin driving to Vegas to film other toy stuff when I was trying to get it. I tried to win that. There was comic. They had a, an event at Comic Con where you played all their games and then like you get like you win a raffle, you know, uh, and you get something no matter what. But I want stickers. I'm like no, I wanted the Golden <laughs> Mario. But I also skipped that because I had just gotten all the Smash ones. Yeah. And with most of my toy collecting, if I have like a quote unquote definitive version of a character, I don't really want to like double down or triple down on it. Right. And now I'm kind of in the same boat where I like look at all my amiibo on a shelf and I'm like, I'm also a sucker for like being a completionist. And once my friend bought me the Bowser, I was like, well, all I need now is the Luigi and I have the entire wave one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great, man. Congrats. And it's now you're right. It's so expensive. And I'm like, yeah. I should have bought it when it was $8 on Amazon. I really didn't start becoming like a huge amiibo collector until the road to the switch launch back then, you know, which was, what was it called before the switch? It was the um, NX, NX uh, switch or Nintendo NX. But like, I was, so I was like, I had a job. I was in LA. I was like, you know, finally like getting money. And I was like, ah, let's, let's catch up on Amiibos, you know? Uh, and I have a, I have a good, I have a nice collection of Amiibo. I'm missing a lot of the smash ones, but I have a really solid collection. It's like my most prized, like biggest collection I have is Amiibo. I'm in the same place where I'm like, this is the like, prize possession of my collection because it's the only time that i was like i did it yeah yeah and it's also we did we just an episode of like the power of the force figures we've done teenage mutant ninja turtles all of those lines never ended and what i loved about the super smash brothers amiibo line was it had to end yeah unfortunately now they're like no 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 man we're gonna do dlc forever exactly <laughs> there's gonna be so many characters in this thing that you won't know what to do and every time i'm like i could walk away I have all the ones that are on the disc, but I know that I'm going to want that Banjo-Kazooie <laughs> one, and I have the right kind of brain damage to go, well, now I need the other DLC characters, because yeah. that's how it started, Matt. Even with the characters <laughs> I don't really care for, you know, like, oh, like, like Simon Belmont, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to get There's it. some that showed up. I wanted the Simon Belmont one, that one, <laughs> but I know the games you like, and now I'm going to be like, yeah, those Fire Emblem ones, <laughs> that was... <laughs> Like, there were a handful of Fire Emblem ones that I pre-ordered. It was like, cool, I got them. And then I put them on a shelf and walked away and was like, oh, man, that didn't feel as good as the ones I like. But I know that one day someone's going to come over. I'm going to be like, I did it. And they're going to be like, where's Robin? <laughs> I'm going to be like, Robin, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but I just fell in it. I pre-ordered yeah, four of them off the boat with Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U. And it was Mario, Yoshi, Link... And I want to say Peach, but that seems wrong. It doesn't matter. I also, you Fireball Mario? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got the Fireball Mario. I got the Yoshi. And I have, uh, I got Kirby. Like, for uh, Smash Kirby, where he's sitting. Yeah. But the one that came out for Kirby Star Allies is so good, where he's on the uh, the, the uh, star, the warp star. Well, that's the thing, is they keep on improving them. Yeah. And I yeah. loved, at first I loved what they were doing with Smash Brothers. Now, so when you say they keep improving them. Are you talking about the sculpt of the figure, or are you talking about the technology or what you use the figure for in the game? Really just the sculpt, the sculpt of the figure. The sculpt for sure. Gotcha. Like, I, I, I can tell you right now what my favorite amiibo is, and if I brought them to you, I think they're the most gorgeous Like for the price point. The, and I had a whole journey with these amiibo. Uh, they're the most gorgeous amiibo I think I have, and it's the they're my they're the the guardians, the, the Legend of Zelda, the the heroes. Um, yeah. So you know, Rivali, Urbosa, um, uh, uh, um, uh, Mifa, and uh, Daruk. So I have all of them, and they're so so beautiful. The detail, the weight, the weight of Daruk feels like you're holding a mini Goron in your hand. It's like, got, it's heavy. It's just so, those are my favorite and to see, like that's the level of detail that they are now. They were already super detailed but now every single one is like that. It's like that level of yeah. Ugh. Well, then even um, I'm going to tell a quick story about those four yeah, and yeah. then I'll finish this point. Uh, my buddy I work with who also has a Switch and he bought those four. And that was another one where I was like, I'm just not, I'm going to skip it. I'm trying to be better with money. I got like stuff I got to do. And for a while he was like, just keep them on your desk, man. I know you like them. And I got so used to having them. And then one day he was like, Yo, I need those back. And I was no! like, need, need what Need what back? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, and it was man. just the most like, what, what, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, these? <laughs> these were yours. Did you end up getting them? No, because by then, 
they jumped up in price. Dude, exactly. They could, and that so something similar happened to me uh, where I I this was at the end of like my first PA gig I ever did, and I was like, I got money, whatever. Uh, Twelve hundred dollars for five weeks of work. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, but then, like, so I pre-ordered them. I paid them off fully, and they were they were it was like eighty or sixty bucks for four, right? Which is yeah. pretty good. Uh, and then, like, I was like, oh, we have to move, and I was like. Crap! I need to return these. So I, so I got. I was like penny, pen, penny, penny. Yeah. You know, and I had a. It was the hardest decision to make. It was like, here you go. And then it took me like it wasn't until like six months ago, man, where I was because they were went up in price. But then Best Buy somehow got like a small shipment, and I just looked it up one day, and I was like, Best Buy has them for fifteen dollars each. I'm like. Oh my god! So I, I bought them, and now I'm like never taking them back again. They're mine forever. <laughs> I am good, and I was so bummed that I missed out by returning them. And that was I was like really heartbroken on that one. It's a tough thing to do. Yeah, man. Um, I've done it with other. I did that not with a toy, but that big giant MCU box set that was like 500 bucks. Oh, did you get it? No, I pre-ordered it. Yeah, and then uh, there was a family emergency, and I had to buy a plane ticket home, oh, man. and it was pretty much like. Go see your family or, or have Iron Man. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, it's, I, I know, I'm not going to have this big box set. And every time I look at it, I'd be like, you know who I could have seen one more time if I hadn't bought this? Yeah. Um, so I returned it. And now you just can't find it, which yeah. is fine. Fair. That's a fair trade. And you have them all. Disney Plus. You know? Yeah, we have all on Disney Plus. I've done the math. Five ninety nine a month to get up to that cost is like two years of having the subscription service. <laughs> it just makes sense at a bottom dollar value. But the other thing I mean, Justin, because with the Super Smash Brothers Amiibo line in terms of quality, you've played Super Smash Brothers. So you know at the end... All of Super Smash Brothers is sort of like, they're toys that are fighting. The first one opens with the big hand, picking it out of the chest, dropping them down, they fight. So they end, starting in Melee, you would get like a trophy of the character. A Mario trophy, a Yoshi trophy, a Link trophy. The sculpts for the Super Smash Brothers amiibo mirrored the trophy you would get for beating Classic Mode with that character. Mm. Which I would thought was super cool. Yeah, man. Everyone yeah. did. Until they realized that when you're making a sculpt in Digital World... <laughs> It doesn't matter. Yeah. So you had a th- infamously the first Link figure for the Super Smash Brothers wave ha- is like standing on his tippy toe on one leg. So he's in a position where he's like jumping up with his sword. So there's no real base for him to sit on. So there's this big yellow stick just shooting right up his butt. <laughs> and it became that thing where like once they started designing characters for that Super Smash Brothers, knowing that they would become amiibo... They could make stances that would look good both in the game and as a figure. Yeah. And that's why you get to things like the, uh, I think the Castlevania ones are actually great examples of like, they're just standing with these big whips coiling around oh, them and they man. take up space. And where... the whips are like, like in the real figure, like floating. It's like, yeah. it's really well done. You know, like, oh. Where so did the did Amiibo start out just being Super Smash Brothers? That was the first wave, and I think that that was smart because that was a system seller for the Wii U, which really needed help selling systems. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the branding of the name was a real death sentence. I thought. I thought oh, the system. I thought the system was actually fun. I played I it more it. than my Xbox One. Yeah, I thought um, it was great. It was awesome. I liked but the I, tablet. It sounded like not a new system. You know what I mean? I yeah, people really were quite confused by it, and really. Well, that's a whole different podcast. Yeah. But the Wii is easier. You put it in your hand. You know what you do. You get a big tablet. You don't know what's going on. Um, so I think that was their kind of intro to it. Also, the Wii U also had a, a video game releasing problem. Yeah, so after that was the Super Mario World wave that Matt mentioned, which in theory should be able to go on forever, mm-hmm. right? Like that's where it should be. And they did do a Koopa and a Goomba. And, but we should have Toadettes and Koopalings and... Money moles. I want some deep. That's the line where I'm like, that's where the jack shit should be. Get that's some like, like deep, deep, weird stuff. And the deepest yeah. we ever got in it was like the Goomba and the Koopa. Yeah. And then that line kind of went away. I would love a Captain Toad one, man. That's all I want. I want a Captain Toad one so bad. And then they kind of did like uh, for Breath of the Wild with the Switch, they did a great line. It was awesome. Of a bunch of different links. And Zelda and the Big Guardian, which is one of my favorite amiibos, and yeah. then the like the heroes that we had mentioned earlier, and then it kind of became this specialty item, and that's actually a really kind of good place I think in the history to talk about these things blew up, and there was the uh, the great amiibo apocalypse, if you will. Oh man! Where for a minute 
you just didn't see them on shelves. And if they came in, they were gone. There were exclusives that wouldn't get stocked. I remember going to uh, the Target in Burbank, the aforementioned Target in Burbank for Rosalina. And I went in there and I was like, hey, I saw on your site that you guys have four and there's nothing on the shelves. And the guy was like, oh, those are three of those are in my manager's office. But he locked the door and he's gone for the day. So come back later. And I was like, your manager's about to scalp all three of those. That's what's about to happen right now. <laughs> and I came back the next day and they were gone and I never saw it on a shelf again. Yeah. So there was, I'm sure Matt remembers too, if you went on any Nintendo forum, all of IGN's podcasts would talk about it. They just were nowhere to be found. Yeah, Nintendo voice chat, you'll hear Brian Altano being like, I went everywhere. Like Everywhere. Like, yeah, it was a huge, huge thing. And uh, then... All of a sudden, when Nintendo figured out this problem that these were desired, it kind of died out. And they released this Animal Crossing wave for their game, which, like, I don't want to say Animal Crossing is a deep-cut Nintendo game, because it isn't, but I think outside of, like, K.K. Slider and Mr. Rossetti and Tom Nook... And Isabel. And Isabel yeah. and the Villager, you most people probably can't name more of them. Yeah. Uh, I can't. <laughs> oh, the, I remember the one of the alpacas is Reese. There you and go. Not the other one. <laughs> we are halfway there. <laughs> Stay tuned for the next one. <laughs> and then those ones were everywhere, and nobody really wanted it because they also didn't really do much in the game. Mm -hmm. That was also when Amiibo's whole thing was an Amiibo can be anything. Yeah, which was a weird sentence to say. And then not really deliver on. Because Nintendo released, like, playing cards that had the same thing that you could do with the figure. Which was there, like, well, if you can't find the figure you want, just buy this card. And it was yeah. like, no, no, no. I don't give a shit about the little skin in Yoshi's Woolly World. I want the cool, stitched Yoshi. What's interesting about the whole Animal Crossing lie is I think it had to tie with... There was a, a really bad Mario Party-esque Animal Crossing game for the, for the Wii U. That's what it was. It was called Animal Crossing Amiibo... Amiibo Party? Amiibo World Amiibo, or Amiibo, Amiibo Party? Festival. Amiibo Festival. Yeah, and it was not good. But the point was you'd use the Amiibos to bring them into game and were these people that you just didn't really care about. And then the card came through for um, the 3DS game called Happy Home Academy. Um, and I forgot what they did, but... But what's a big deal about them now is that if you have the Villager card, right, to, or whatever, whatever card you have for Animal Crossing, whatever, like animal it is you can get them to come to your town so now that's a big deal again yeah it's crazy how that came full circle like, this is going to be a really weird line i think in the future because things like the sonic amiibo or the banjo kazooie amiibo that'll inevitably come out or castlevania ones that might not do a lot in smash could very easily one day just be like well if you have it it'll do all these things in your new castlevania game yeah they can keep breathing new life into these figures but what they don't have that, like, LEGO Dimensions had and Disney Infinity had was a base game. Yeah. There was no, like, Kingdom Hearts for Nintendo where all the characters were there interacting. So then instead of, like, waves, it became, like, a new Star Fox game would come out with an R-Wing amiibo that then would be canceled. That never came out, That never out, came out. Think. So yeah. we got the... Well, the only R-Wing we got was the uh, uh, Starlink Right. Starlink, which is a Ubisoft game, which is great. It's honestly a great game. I honestly think you should all play it, and it's like five, like 10 bucks now. I don't care how pointy that R-Wing Amiibo is. I wanted it. I did want that Amiibo. They canceled it, Justin, because as you know from the Star Fox series, it was a Nintendo 64 game and a Super Nintendo game before that where they were very pointy because that's how graphics were then. So they were like, we can't do this. Yeah. One of the things that seems interesting to me about this line is that it's not just Nintendo characters. They're... They're making third party characters. Like, uh, like yeah, for like, like Pac-Man and mm -hmm. Sonic. And even like indie indie games like uh um Yacht Club Knight. games, Shovel Knight. There's a whole line. There's a regular Shovel Knight, there's a gold Shovel Knight, and then there's Plague Knight, King's Knight, and Spectre Knight. And those three came in a pack. And I have all of them except for the original. I don't have the original Shovel Knight. I have Gold Shovel Knight. Oh, so you have the other yeah. way around. Do you open that? I don't know what to do with it. I absolutely. I open everything. I open everything too. Um because I mostly am like, oh, I'm never going to resell it. And if I do, if I'm buying it just to resell it, I there's other like better investments yeah, exactly. I can make. Yeah, yeah. but they, they do it for everything, man. It's crazy. And you, you would never see that in like a regular action figure line. Like it's almost as if they found a loophole with these being like 
their own thing that they've been able to add in all these different games think, that aren't Nintendo. Yeah. IPs. yeah. And I think that speaks to how the game industry kind of works in weird ways sometimes where it still is a little bit of the wild, wild west where they've licensed Cloud, Bayonetta, Sonic, Castlevania characters, Banjo-Kazooie, Street Fighter, Street Fighter. and like Banjo-Kazooie especially is now a character that Microsoft owns. Yeah. You will probably never see a Banjo-Kazooie game on a Nintendo system ever again. But they've managed to get this character over, and because they have this line going, they can now make this figure. So I think it's probably like part of very specific contracts, and I think also the install base for the Switch and the Wii U knows that at least a percentage of its base loves these Amiibo. And if there's a better way to promote your indie game than to just kind of be like, here's everything, that's what it is. Like It is just like giving the keys to the kingdom and then maybe one day Shovel Knight will show up in something else that's fun if you have that amiibo, which I always want Shovel Knight to show up in things. I was ready for Shovel Knight to be a character in Smash. That wasn't... Very, uh, very upset that he's just an assist yeah, trophy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then Cuphead was just a skin and yeah. another missed opportunity. Yeah. So do you think most people buy these as collectible figures or do you, most people buy them to use them in the games i think collectible figures. collectible figures yeah I, I don't think they're it's something that i wish they were better at was doing something with in game like like blake said i think there there should be a game that that kind of brings them all together i think lego dimensions is so good at that cuz i could build a, yeah. this whole thing in lego form put it on the platform and that comes into the game i love that um but there's nothing like that for this so at least for me and i think a lot of people it's just more of the collectible thing because it's such a great price point and they look great and it is that weird kind of barrier that we talk a lot about i think between like if you're a child playability and just like collectability where i think a lot of the jacks figures do look great I think there's a perception of them being like the kids toys that are played with. And this is the like, this is as close to a NECA Mario figure as you're going to get of just say like, this is to collect and look cool and be neat. And they're high quality and they're tough to find. And I think anything that's tough to find gets this weird, like hassle going, which I guess I'll ask you, Matt. Do you think that Nintendo sometimes does this on purpose? Like, we had a big problem with the Wii and then Wii Motes and then even, like, the, the game that the Wii Play. Even, like, the GameCube adapter. I, you know, it's... The Mario Kart wheel. Part of me from... I don't know because I feel like it would sell extremely well. But do you think there's – it's like a mind game where by putting this pressure on the consumer that like we're going to put a little bit out, it kind of makes them like always wanting people, always wanting it. Is that – you know what I mean? Like, I think that's part of it. I also sometimes wonder if – and it's a very different song on the Switch. But when the Wii U was out, if part of it was like our install base is so small, hmm. why would we make – more figures than there are systems out because i don't think there you know there wasn't really any data either i'm sure now they could be like we know that everybody who bought super smash brothers bought at least one amiibo and then five percent of those people have all of them like i do like i'm sure now there's like workable data to drive those decisions um because I don't like believing in just huge conspiracies all yeah, the time, but it yeah. does get to that point where you're like, "What are you guys doing? Yeah, what are you exactly. holding? What, just, just do it." I'm not. I, it's, it's, it, it's always baffled me, and they've had this problem, like you know, with their consoles and everything like that. But I just, and it just kind of blows my mind because for me, I'm, I'm more forgiving on the, you know, the lack of internet features for Nintendo consoles because. You know, they're a toy company. They were a toy company first. Yeah. Um, they don't have the infrastructure that Microsoft and Sony have where they already have kind of like this, you know, internet built thing. Right. Um, so to me, it's like I kind of expect them to be able to deliver this, the, you know, the line of like toys and stuff. Yeah. I don't, I don't have an answer for it. It's kind of weird. The whole Toys to Life thing is a really interesting part of just like video game and toy history. Yeah. Because I think it really showed something that. Everybody wanted for so long as kids, and then and Justin, you might know better than I do, but I, I, I my perception is that kids buy less toys now than they did when I was a kid. Uh, maybe I'm just crazy. So I wonder if there's just this weird cross section of like, well, people don't buy as many toys, and what? now they'd rather just have the video game. Am I right to say that Amiibo kind of outlasted the other toy to life? They have lines because yeah. I remember like. 
I remember the uh, Disney Infinity just one day it was just over. Snap their fingers yeah. and they were gone. Like I knew a lot of people buying those. I almost started buying those. I'm glad I didn't because the line ended. Because what I was hoping was a line like Amiibo where I would get a bunch of different Disney characters in the same scale that yeah. would look good together. And then one day that line just abruptly ended. That would, Yeah. It's amazing that... Disney couldn't make that last. Did anyone play? I didn't play Infinity. I didn't. I never made the jump. My buddies who work at Disneyland did have it. And I played it there once. It's a fun game, but it's like it, Minecrafty, right? Yeah, like, it's just a little. I always wanted the Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah, I wanted it to be like a third-person action adventure with characters that you scanned in and you had them. And if you scanned the Metroid one, you got a big Metroid world and blah, blah, blah. And I get that people are like, don't put a price point and barriers of entry. Mm. To which I say, just make it all DLC, and I can either buy the Metroid World or I can buy the Samus toy. None of it really matters. I think the interactivity could be really cool if you do like I don't know if you guys have been to like a you know a, a, like a Japanese arcade or anything uh, where they is you're playing like a fighter like Street Fighter, you plug in your like fighter code and all your data comes up. Like if you're able to like like have a character that you can like take. I mean, it's it's kind of like it, but I think a little more in like in depth where like literally. If I'm playing like something like World of Warcraft, I like put put them in my amiibo, and I can go to like your guys' house, and like now I'm playing with my my character, just transferring it easily. But that's what I would want it to get to. But yeah. I don't think we're there yet with any of them. No, and I think Nintendo has outlasted it partly because I think they embraced being a like specialty toy to collect because these things still come out, but I don't even see a section for it at Target anymore when yeah. I go in. Yeah. So it, they now kind of like trickle out. Or yeah. when they do, it's one thing, like the Link's Awakening remake Amiibo. Oh, it's so cute. It's the best! Yeah. And it'll just show up with the game, and it won't be this big to-do. Right. And then it'll do one or two things and be on its way. And I think part of it is them being a little bit more, like, reserved. Because that was the other weird thing with the Super Smash Brothers one, is you got, like, 12 or 14 out of the gate, and then Wave 2 was, like, five figures. Mm-hmm. And then Wave 3 was, like, 20. And they kept doing these like big waves and small waves and big waves and small waves. So now how many Amiibo are there? In the Smash Brothers line, there's like 78 because that's how many characters there are. And then there are like, I don't, I don't know off the top of my head, but I think 12-ish in the Mario one. Probably another 15 in the Legend of Zelda I don't even know how many are in Animal Crossing. There's well over a hundred of these things. Yeah, there's, gotcha. there's like a, Sam, a Metroid Return, Samus Returns line. That's like two different Amiibos. There's the Yoshi Woolly World line, which are adorable. I really wanted that big one. I, I never got the big it. one. Yeah. Um, there's like, they had a Detective Pikachu one. I got that one. It's like a that, jumbo Detective Pikachu Amiibo. Nice. Uh, love it. I love that one. That's a- that was another one that had another weird life because yeah. that came out and then it kind of quietly went away and then the movie came out and suddenly everyone I knew and every toy forum I was at and every Nintendo forum I'm in was like, where is the Detective Pikachu Amiibo and why don't I have it now? Yeah. I was like, oh, well, you guys had your chance when the 3DS game came out. I, I got it with the game. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was like, know your fucking history. <laughs> you had your chance. But there's a lot, man. If if you get a chance, um, Pierre Schneider, of I, the head of IGN, um, he has, I think, every Amiibo. I think he's been like one or two. Yeah. But he has a picture of like them, what they all look like. And it is awesome it's like man it, it, if you can find that picture it's it kind of that you can see how much there are um and it's just beautiful man it becomes it's, similar to like big star wars collections yeah, where it almost yeah. becomes a museum and yeah. you go in and you're like oh look at all of this and each of these characters has like a weird history and like why they're there yeah which is also something i liked about all the dlc characters for super smash brothers was there was like Maybe not a reason, but a reason for them to be there. Even like Street Fighter characters is like, well, that's why they made four buttons on the Super Nintendo. He's got to be part of this history. Like, that's a big franchise for them. They were supposed to get Final Fantasy VII. Cloud is a big part of that history. I think it's great. I think it's great. Are there any that you still like want to see from the line or if it keeps going? Man, there's a lot. Um, The biggest one for me, I am shocked. That we never got a Luigi's Mansion, Luigi with the uh, Polter, um, uh, the Polter Gust like three thousand. Like, yeah, I am shocked that we never got Luigi's Mansion one. Um, so that one's a big one for me. Um, what else? What else? Ooh, that was the one that was on top of my head. What about you? I just punched this microphone. <laughs> my big ones that I really want that I will probably never get 
And I would also love if Jack, somebody, I would just want somebody to do it. And I want pretty much all of the characters we have, but I want them to be polygonal, like an N64 model. Oh, I man. want like a Super Mario 64, the same way they did that 8-bit one. Yeah. I want a like weird polygon, clunky, blocky Super Mario with his just big white fists. Yeah. And I, I, I think that would be great. And then I want that same thing for like Ocarina of Time and Star Fox. We mentioned the R-Wing, so I'm like, I'm ready for vehicles. Yeah. I'm also oddly ready for this promise of an amiibo can be anything. And so far we've gotten playing cards, statues, and a cereal box. Yeah. And I would really... cereal's not good, guys. I'm sure it isn't. I never even bothered trying to find it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it also didn't do anything in the game. Another like weird, like, Oh, have this box and keep it. (laughs) There are serial fans. So I'm not, I'm not going to, if that's your thing, I'm not going to trash it too much, but it is a box. So, um, so I'm ready to kind of see what that means. Mm -hmm. And the same way I am with like DLC characters. Whenever I play a new switch game, like astral chain, I'm like, well, get, Oh, I would something for that. That game was so good. They deserve. I think they absolutely deserve uh, amiibo. Yeah, yeah. I think I would like. I want to see more like indie support to amiibos. Like, like they already do a great job with it. But I'd love to see like a Celeste amiibo or like yes. a, like a Super Meat Boys amiibo or you know or um, like just go down that that route of like yeah. all their indie stuff. Give me Cuphead. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Give me Hollow Knight. I see that one. Hollow Knight is my favorite indie game. It's such a good game. You, Justin, you gotta play it. You gotta play that game. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in a very specific. When I was a kid, I was a huge video game player, and I kind of fell out after the Super Nintendo. I didn't make it to 64. Like I didn't play video games for years, and then I got back into playing video games with the Wii. Because they made a new side-scrolling Mario. Yeah. And I was back at that point. And I bought a Wii U just for that side-scrolling Mario game. So that's really my, like... That's my bread and butter of video game playing are the side-scrollers. I mean, uh, platformers, that's my favorite. Yeah, I mean, and that's where the Switch is great. It's just brought all these... Every indie game is a side-scrolling Metrovania... Yeah. Do it the way we did it back in the day. Yeah. And it's all great. I would honestly buy a line of every, like a Mario Amiibo line of just the different power ups. I would, yeah. I would buy every single one. I'd buy the Tanuki suit. I'd buy the the, the cape. I'd buy the fi- Fire Flower, Metal Mario. I think they have, you know, well, it's technically the Silver Mario. Yeah. Yeah. But I was but, like, ah, Metal Mario would need to be polygonal for me to be like, that's Metal Mario. But I would love a <laughs> line like I, that. I bought all of those in the Jack's line. Like, yeah. I love buying just all any Mario in that Jack's line I'll buy. Yeah. I'm a I sucker for any Mario. It's a good chance to, to almost instead of just doing, like, costumes and everything, which they should do. Yeah. Um, get, well, I don't know what else to call it, but, like, cover art lines. Like, make the Tanuki suit Mario in the form he was in in that cover. Yeah, Give exactly. me, like, Super Mario Brothers 2 when he's pulling out the turnip from the ground that was on that cover. Give me like how we just need more Super Mario Brother two in general. Like yes. there's oh, yeah. almost nothing like it. Jack's made some shy guys, but other than that, like there's a lot of great. I'm really tired of this yeah. Birdo erasure. Yeah, Birdo and King Wart. Wart. Yeah, Wart. Man, those are the two mainly that I really would like in he, the Jack's line. He showed up in a Link's Link's Awakening for a second. Oh, they all did. Yeah. They oh, all did. yes. Yeah. I mean, we could. I'll just go down a line of Mario villains. I'm like, I want Chain Chomp, and yeah. I want Go. I want more Goombas. I want Pair. Paper Mario. Where's my Paper I Mario would, line? Dude, Paper Mario makes like would be so sweet. It would be like the Game and Watch. Yeah. You know? Like, why is this hard, Nintendo? Step it up. Yeah. <laughs> and make the production line work. Punch out. Nintendo has the most video game hits. Hogan's Alley, The Legend of Zelda, and more like Metroid, Brad Racer, and you can play them only on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power. Over the last couple of months, I have been clearing out my ginormous storage unit of toys and just shit. The other day, I was down there digging, and I found something Nintendo-related that I thought you guys would appreciate. This is the letter 
accepting me into the Nintendo World what? Championship. Oh in my 99. god! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Should I read it? <laughs> Congratulations! You have the chance to become a PowerFest semifinalist. Follow the instructions below, and tonight you may become a 1990 Nintendo World Championships <laughs> semifinalist and win the chance to compete in the Los Angeles City Finals on Sunday evenings. Read on carefully, and good luck. All competitors must report to the competition area by 5.45 p.m. Competition will begin promptly at 6. Players will compete by age groups 11 and under, 12 to 17, 18 and over. Proof of age is not required, which is an interesting thing to do when you have age brackets. Yeah. Uh, especially when everybody is under 18. Each competitor must wear their semifinals pass to gain admission to the games. Passes Which I also still have. This is amazing. This is, this is you. What's this doing? What's this doing out like this? We got a I know. I'm like, we have beer. Oh my Justin. god. Oh my god. Can I take a picture of this? Is that sure. weird? No. Oh I... my god. This is. I want to cry. This is crazy. I'm I mean, all choked up. I can't believe this. Oh. Oh man. Oh, Justin, you just blew my mind, man. So I, I made it to the semifinals. I'm going to take a picture. Uh, I'm going to take pictures. I don't know. I'm just so... I'm all, I'm all the pictures. I am flustered. I'm getting hot. Oh, my God. I'm glad I remembered I had this in the car. Oh, oh man. I, I, you guys got to like, tweet this. You oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's going to be everywhere. Wow. So you went Sorry, to I, the finals. Yeah, I went to the finals. How was that? Before esports was even a thing. Um, It was great. <laughs> Because, like, I mean, all I did in 1989 was play Nintendo. It's funny. All uh, I did in 1989 was be born. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am, not to pat myself on the back too much, I am a championship Tetris player. So Tetris uh, was part of the the championship. <laughs> did not know uh, that. That and Super Mario Brothers, I'm also very good at. The yeah. thing that stopped me from winning was Rad Racer. I oh, <laughs> was not a Rad wow. Racer fan. That was did not it. really play it, and yeah. I didn't know the ins and outs of it. And Were it tripped you in me up. the I did hit film well. The Wizard? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, it, it it was a lot like The Wizard. Like it was at Ninten- it was at uh, Universal Studios uh, at the theme park, and I just remember it being a lot of fun, and my whole family like went, <laughs> and yeah, it was like the beginning of esports. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I still have the letter. I still have the badge. I still have the t-shirt. Um, oh my God. This is, you were the coolest person I've ever met. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. It was an amazing experience. And I, I remember the only like drawback of the whole weekend was this adult who was one of the only adults like in the tournament. And he was taking it very seriously. And he was the only person there who was like, he had like noise canceling headphones in 1989. Wow. How big were those? (laughs) Big. And he would just stare at the screen and not interact with anyone. And when he lost, he threw a giant fit and had to physically be removed from the stage and out of Universal Studios. Uh, so those are my memories from the the Nintendo World Championship. Wow! How old were you when this happened? I must have been ten. All right, man. Do you remember the guy you lost to? Was his name Lucas? Was he mean? Was he from California? <laughs> was it the King of Kong guy? <laughs> Did somebody send you a TV with a fake Donkey Kong video in it? It was really interesting because they there was a stage and people playing on the stage, but you had to like advance to the stage. So on each side of the stage, they had all of these like corrals of televisions. Yeah. And of course, back then they had to be like full size tube televisions and they just had tons of them. And you all went in and you played and the people with the highest like, I don't remember if it was like highest combined score of the three games or what, like exactly what it was. But uh, then you moved on and you got... If you moved on, you went to the stage, and then from there, like... And then you climbed the aggro crag, and you gave a pendant of life to a temple guard, and you yep. had to figure out someone's talent. <laughs> Got to put together those three giant monkey pieces that, for some reason, everyone struggled with. Don't Love go in the, in the dark forest, man. It's always a temple guard there, you know? So, yeah, it was a great memory, and uh, I'm glad I held on to this stuff. I'm... So, so am I. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I. I'm... I'm... I'm touched. I get to 
be here for this, guys. I wow, this is you gotta frame that, man. Yeah, I'm just a little disappointed that this paper has aged better than I have. <laughs> <laughs> it really has aged quite well. It's very nice, it, and especially if you didn't like keep it in anything. It's just, <laughs> this is magnificent. It's like the strongest piece of paper I've ever seen. Yeah, I found it just like wow. floating around in a box, like the my. <laughs> The badge and the T-shirt were in a separate box, and I found that like a year ago, and then I just found this last week. Oh, that's great! The closest I ever came to that was doing like a Pokemon Red and Blue competition, and I got really upset because they were like, "Look, if you're doing it in whatever league I was, you had to be level five to like ten for your Pokemon," which really meant you were through the Viridian Forest and you had like Caterpies and Pikachus and I beat the first guy and I was like 10 and the second guy was like a 25 year old dude who clearly had used a Game Shark and he had like a level 10 Mewtwo and a level 10 Dragonite and he was also you weren't allowed to use like sleep powders and poison powders and he used all three of them Mm. and I was just kind of sitting there and I said to him this I was like I wasn't quite Chicago Blake yet where now I'd been like the fuck is this about but I was like hey man you're not supposed to be doing that and he was like yeah I know and I was like, okay, I don't quite have the spine to call it an adult and be like, because I'm also like, I'm not a snitch. <laughs> but, right. but I remember walking out with my dad and my dad being like, oh man, that's a bummer because that dude was kind of cheating. And next to us was a kid my age crying and throwing a tantrum. And for some reason, I just like looked at my dad and I was like, it could be worse though because like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I think my, so, for me, uh, I never got to do anything like this. The closest I did was at one of those Nintendo uh, lounges at Comic Con, and they were doing overcooked on the stage. And it's like, if you won, you got an amiibo. Uh, but you, you had to team up, and my friends were not there, so I had to team up with this little kid, which is fine. But it was us versus uh, a group of like it was literally like a team of like four. It was it was unbalanced. It was so unfair. Yeah. Of uh, like little like eight like little uh, like Japanese kids, you know, and they were very very good. And my partner, I was like, you just. Come on. Ah, and those kids won Amiibos, and I did not. I won not uh, quite the same level, but it was close. I understand. My it's, first it's all... Comic-Con, yeah. I won the 3DS, and like the back corner where the Nintendo stuff is, they had the 3DS Smash. Oh, I wow, won yeah. that and got brought to the like Nintendo lounge. lounge area and got to do like the first Wii U round, and I won a shirt. <laughs> I won the shirt too. Yeah. It, what sucked about that though was that it was the time trial instead of stock. So ah. um, you just had to pick someone who can just hit everyone. Uh, see, that was arm. my when I was in high school. I was a big like it's got to be time because in stock, if I fall down and I pop, that's nonsense. I want my points when I kill you, and I want to lose them when I lose. I don't want any of this like somebody else got my kill. And I don't want to lose and then see that I had twenty KOs and the fucker who won had two. That's some nonsense. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, yeah. You yeah. really the the competition in Blake really comes out when you start I, talking to me. I, I, I was like, oh, <laughs> look, <laughs> dude, the guy I beat for that shirt. He because I, I lost the first time. I had to go back in line, uh, and I remember winning. I went to sudden death with this guy, but he came up and he had two shirts. And he was like, <laughs> time to win another shirt, <laughs> and I beat him in sudden death. And it was like, it, I felt I was so proud. Oh, that's the sweetest so plum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love when a guy's like, I'm gonna win again, and you're like, not today. And I'm like, dude, that took so long, like get to way in line just to play the game to do the tournament part like what how long you've been you, what are you doing oh, here too long too long because yeah. i remember when i finished they were like if you'd like you can get back in line i was like get back in line yeah yeah <laughs> sir <laughs> there's a panel at hall h soon <laughs> oh man well this was great uh, thanks so much for coming by and talking amiibo and nintendo with us my pleasure man it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun and i i just love getting the opportunity to kind of geek out about this is like stuff that i am so passionate about so it's nice to talk to you guys about it because i don't really get to do it much come by anytime all i really want to do is get a list of like 15 guests that we like and i can just rotate them oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys done a mcdonald's toy line yet no i really want to I think we could probably edit this out. If we get to a part where we do a Patreon, that's where I want the bonus episode to be like Happy Meal Toys and each episode be a toy. But first we need consistent releases and (laughs) high downloads. (laughs) What was the statistic? 10% of people that listen to it will do a Patreon. So really there's no point in doing one until we're like at a thousand or so an episode. Yeah, that's what they say is wait till you get to a thousand. Soon. Yeah. Our goal is the end of this year. It's a good goal. Will it happen? I think so. Only time will tell.
Matt, where can people find you on yeah. the internet? Uh, you can find me at the Matt Acevedo on all socials, um, and you can also find me on the Hit Points podcast. Uh, it's our video game podcast with me, Emily Rose Jacobson, and Naeem Stewart talking about video games with guests. And we also have our Mass Effect Adventum uh, podcast, which is it takes place after Mass Effect 2. It's our own story, but it's, it happens to coincide uh, at the same time as the events of Mass Effect 2. Um, so if you're looking for a new Mass Effect story, it's a really, really good time. And then I also have the Ultimate Fictional Character Podcast, which me and Christian Humes, we it's we pull four character names from a bucket, and we do a bracket style of not like who's stronger, but what's, who's the best character and what makes him great. It's more of a celebration of the characters than like, you know, talking about stuff that's like, well, who cares about that, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah, check it out if you want. And that's me. Blake, where can people find us? Well, they can first leave us a review on iTunes and leave us five stars. They can only do that, though. I tried recently. You cannot leave one-star reviews on iTunes, so you got to do the five. I don't know what to tell you. What podcast did you try leaving a one-star review for? I didn't do it. It's a bit. (laughs) (laughs) They don't know that, Justin. Um... You can then follow us on Twitter at How Do You Figure PC. We're on. We have a Facebook group at Facebook.com/slash/groups/slash How Do You Figure Podcast, and we're on Instagram at How Do You Figure Podcast. All right, guys, wish me luck. I'm going to Target. You got this. <laughs>